Trio, Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of the Warm Heart pastors here at Meridian United Methodist Church. Welcome to, uh, to you. If this is your first time here, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us. And if this is your first time back in, in many a year, welcome. We are, uh, welcome home. How about that? It's good to see you. Uh, if you're joining us online, we'd like to say hello and welcome to you. Blessings wherever you may be watching uh, from today. Later on, uh, I'll let uh, Don do that, do that announcement. Uh, just a couple of words. Please sign in. Let us know you're here. In every pew, in every row, there's an attendance sheet. Uh, sign in and pass it on down the row. We appreciate uh, knowing who is here and who is not here and who to check on. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, Ray's Right, uh, the gift card program that we order once a month. 
uh, the first Sunday of the month. Uh, orders are due today. Uh, we'll, we'll make those orders tomorrow if you'd like to make an order. Uh, help support the church in that way. If you are a first-time guest, we do have a, a basket for you, a bag, uh, with, with some goodies and information. Catch Lisa, who is guarding our door right now. Hi, Lisa. Uh, catch her during the meet and greet time or after the service. Uh, she'll, she'll do her best to find new faces as well. Don, I think you got some announcements to share. Don has a much better voice than I do, Mr. Radio. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> uh, for the announcements, I got a lot of announcements this morning, so bear with me. Uh, check the back of the bulletin for all of your, uh, the activities that are going on. Sign the little attendance page. You, you know how to do that. Today is Communion Sunday. So it's the first Sunday of the month. So if you're joining us online, you can get your elements ready for after the sermon, and we will bless them, not through the magic of technology, but through the grace of God. We have a few openings on staff at the moment. We're looking for a sound technician for our services and also a maintenance and building supervisor. Catch Pastor Mike or SPPRC Chairman Margaret Pridmore and to find out more details. On a side note, our maintenance person helps set up tables for some of our classes and events. And as we await for that position to be filled, we are looking for a few volunteers to help set up the bell tables during the week, set up for coffee hour and the like. Please tell Pastor Mike if you would be willing to volunteer. Next Sunday... Daylight saving times goes oh. into effect. So we just, forward, we just lost the lose an hour of sleep. But uh, that's, you know, it comes twice a year. So next Sunday is the day. From Charlie Bedondo, a request. As you go into our beautiful new FLC after the service, be careful. Some of the tiles may be loose. Watch where you step. This is a construction zone. It's not completed yet, but, you know, this, you have to remember that. So just be careful. And also, don't go out the west doors. That's the doors over here. Go out the, the east doors or the front doors, but don't go out the west doors because they're blocked off. There's a reason for it. I'm not sure what, but there's a reason for it. Okay. Um, Nicole. Oh, there you are. Um, I spoke last week about the mission trip and, and how we needed to get the youth home from Colorado, and I just wanted to say thank you. Once again, you have touched me with your generosity and your love for the kids. We went from having 800 miles sponsored as of last Sunday morning to having 1,800 miles sponsored as of this morning. So it was... It was an overwhelming Sunday, and I'm just so thankful for you, and um, thank you again for your continued support of Youth Missions. I do have more tokens, if anyone would like some today. Um, of course, we can always take more money. We can always help the kids out, right, with their costs, but thank you. Since you're there, since you're there, what's going on in April? Just just a quick promo, because I think the guy behind you is also part of that. I'm going to talk. He, he wants to talk about that. Awesome. <laughs> By the way, wish Nicole today is her birthday, so wish hey. Okay, last week in this, I'm not sure whether it was a children's message or your regular sermon, but you talked about how much we at this church love our youth and our kids. And so we have a chance to show how we do that. I want you to put this date down in your memory bank. should be easy to remember for those of us over 12. April 15th is the trivia contest that raises money for the youth mission trip. And we've done this. We haven't done it in two or three years. We used to do it. And it's our way of, as adults, we can go back and we can help the youth. We can have a good time at the same time. So the trivia contest will be at 6 o'clock on April 15th in the FLC. Here's what you need to do. It costs 10 bucks, tax write-off. Tax day, that's a good, that's a good thing. So uh, ten dollars a person. You need to have we're gonna play in teams of four. Nobody will ask be asked to get up and give an answer to a question. Nobody will be embarrassed. You will answer everything as a team. We need teams from the choir, the SPPRC, 
the trustees, the finance committee, the bell choir, get your people together and get a team. Now I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to give you four questions this morning that will be similar to what I will ask at the trivia contest. One of the answers, one of the questions this morning will be on the quiz. So you got a freebie right off the top of your head, right? Here are the questions. Ask me if you don't know the answers, ask me during coffee hour and I'll give you the answers. Sample questions. Super Bowl 57 was won by the Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles last month. What state was the game played in? Don't answer, just think about it. Question two, how many dots are on a pair of dice? Number three, the Roman god of the sea shares its name with which planet? And the fourth question, what was the first full-length animated Disney film? I'm not sure which question I'm going to ask on the, on, the, uh, on the actual test, but check with me if you've got any questions. You'll have a great time, be refreshments, be all kind of good things going on. And so uh, sign up. Talk to Nicole. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Trivia question, what date? 15th. April 15th. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. You got some wonderful people sitting around you. Let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
join with me in for our affirmation of faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word in flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus, crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life and death, and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Grade or below, if you're fifth grade and below, come on up. This is your time in worship. All right, this is my book of what everyone in this world has ever done wrong to me by. I keep a ledger of everything that's ever happened that people have done to me. It's a pretty heavy book, isn't it? Let's take a look. Let's see. First grade, Gabe took a quarter that I found first on the ground. I wrote it down so I'll never forget it. That's right. Let's see what else. See what else? Ooh, there is. Ooh, um, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't say this one. Uh, the time that I was in the outdoor porta potty and a car hit it while I was inside. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Flip through. What else is in here? Ooh, one of my family members. We were flying somewhere else, and at the airport, one of our family members went into a bookstore, and because of that, we missed the flight, and we had to do an overnight flight. I'm sorry, that was mine. I did that one. Um, don't need that one. Let's see. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be weird to have a book like that where all the things that people have done you wrong by to write it down and I'm just going to carry this with me everywhere I go. And so next time someone cuts me off on the highway, I could just fill it in right there. I'll have to get another page and another page and another page. Does this make sense? Should I do this? No. Why shouldn't I do this? Because then I'm holding a grudge and a book, and it gets heavier and heavier the older I get. Some of your books are pretty thin, and some of your books are pretty thick, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, if I read in the, in the Bible, it tells, me, it tells me there's not a book like that. I used to think that God used to keep track of all the, all the bad things I ever did and put them in a book so someday when I get to heaven, he could open up the book and go, huh, Pastor Mike, I see here that so-and-so. But there's not a book like that in heaven. The book that's in heaven is called the Book of Life. I like that name of a book, the Book of Life, the Book of all the, all the good things, the Book of all the happy things. It's not the Book of all the things how you mess someone over once upon a time. That'd be a horrible name for a book. But he has the book of life. So how do I get rid of this book? What should I do? I should throw it away? Page by page? Yep. In the church life, we call that forgiveness. This doesn't matter anymore. That doesn't matter anymore. That doesn't matter anymore. And the more that you could do that, I'm not really throwing it out because this is the membership records of our church. It's the thickest book I could find. <laughs> so I don't really want to ruin it. But the, I, but the more pages I throw out, the lighter this book is and the lighter my heart feels. Jesus forgives us of anything that we've ever done. And hopefully we could forgive others just as we are forgiven as well. Let's pray. 
God above, we give thanks for these little ones that they may continue in your favor and in your love all the days of their life. That may their book of things to be forgiven and the things that they need to forgive may be short indeed. And the family of God said, amen. Thanks for coming down. church. I'm Pastor Jen. This is the time of our service where we come together in an attitude of prayer to share any prayer requests or concerns that we have on our heart with one another. If you have anything that you'd like to share, please share them aloud. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer, and that will be led into our Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen, which you can join. So if you have anything on your heart that you would like to share at this moment, please feel free to share it aloud. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we pray that we may feel your presence and be transformed by your love. Create in us a desire to be patient and kind and move us towards compassion for self and for others. Lord, you reveal to us the way of love, love through hardships, love through struggles, love through strained and broken relationships. Help mend what is broken in ourselves as well as in the relationships we have with others. Help us to let go of anger and learn to forgive when we feel wronged. 
We ask that bitterness and resentment not take root in our hearts, but be released to you. We lay it at the cross, Lord, all of it. May we be healed by your love, by your grace, and by your forgiveness, Lord. And today we come together to pray as your people, to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the New Testament in the book of Luke, chapter 23, verses 32 through 34. Two other men, both criminals, were also let out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Let me, let me tell you a story. Half of this sermon is a story. If you travel down Highway 101 from the coast, down the Oregon coast, the last town you hit before you get to the wastelands of California is Brookings. I've never heard of Brookings, and I've never heard one of its most fascinating stories until recently. Maybe, maybe you've heard of it. In World War II, the Japanese poked the proverbial tiger with its attack on Pearl Harbor. And the U.S. Pacific Fleet got into the business of going after its new adversary, island to island. In an effort to get the Pacific Fleet to back off the offense and go back on defense, the Japanese tried different means to get the fleet back to the West Coast. And there was a, there was a fiasco of explosive balloons... Yes, they had balloons, too close to home. Uh, During the war, some were let loose in Japan, carried over the jet stream, and some landed in Oregon, Uh, killed a few unfortunate folk who went to go investigate the balloon. Uh, Five kids and a pregnant woman out on a church outing. There were the reports of submarines patrolling the coast, and every night for a few of these war years, major port cities would turn off their lights. Uh, So... So the uh, the enemy couldn't get a bearing on where they were. Can you imagine Los Angeles dark at night? But the story I never heard was of Nobuo Fujita, an officer in the Japanese Navy. And the Imperials found a way to launch a boat, a float plane, uh, off a boat, uh, off a submarine. So Fujita actually came up with the idea, and he asked if he could fly a plane over the U.S. mainland, drop incendiary bombs to start horrible forest fires, and shock the conscience of the American people. This was their answer to the Doolittle Raid over Tokyo. So in September 1942, a few months after his sub shelled the, uh, the, the, the fort at, at Astoria, Fort Stevens, Uh, The daring plan was put into motion. They assembled the plane on top of the submarine, uh, and and off it went towards the coastal range. The New York Times put it this way. The crews assembled the plane and shot it into the air with a catapult. The pilot, who we know to be Mr. Fujita, oriented himself with a Cape Bianco lighthouse and flew over the coastal range, dropping two 168-pound firebombs over the forest hoping to set them ablaze. He did not know that Oregon is wet most of the time. The plane was spotted from the ground, but no one had anything better to shoot at it with than a a deer rifle. And then he flew back to the submarine, shocked to figure out that it it was not where he left it, 
and was about uh, almost out of fuel, flying around looking for it. And he thought, I'm just going to fly it into the lighthouse and, and be done with it. Uh, but then he saw the submarine with a little streak of oil behind it, found a sub, landed. They put, it, the, put the plane away, back into storage, dived down 250 feet, and waited for the American response, the depth charges. And they waited and they waited, and, and uh, they didn't find him, of course, uh, since this, this is a story. Three weeks later, he threw the exact same identical mission, dropped two more bombs. None of these bombs caused a, a, a big ruckus, but they did provide alarm up and down the coast. His air raid was regarded in Japan as heroic. The front page uh, newspaper article in Tokyo, uh, September 17, 1942, said this, incendiary bomb dropped in Oregon State, first air raid on mainland America, big shock to Americans. I've never heard this story. I had just assumed that the war was, was over, over there, that way's west, over there. Didn't realize that they hit the mainland. I'll finish the story in a little later, a little bit. This is my Paul Harvey impression. You'll have to wait to hear the rest of the story. Some of you will have to tell the other person who Paul Harvey is. Okay. So why did I bring all that up? I'll be honest. I should not be preaching a sermon on forgiveness. I know I'm a pastor, and I probably preach forgiveness many a time over the last 25 years that I've been preaching. But my firsthand knowledge of true forgiveness is pretty slim. From a humankind kind of standpoint, my need for forgiveness from other people is, is pretty low. No one has ever truly hurt me so much that I brood about it for decades. No one has ever really hurt or attacked anyone in my family. I'm not maimed. No one has ever tried to sabotage my career, stolen my car, torched my uh, house, shot my dog. None of that's like really ever happened. No one's ever violated my body, robbed me at gunpoint. The FBI doesn't have a file on me, I think. Never, never been audited. I'm going to knock. My need to offer someone forgiveness is low. If I were to write a blues song, uh, we're going to a place that, uh, this summer that does a lot of blues songs. We're probably going to a blues house. Uh, I can't write a blues song. I don't have those kind of life experiences. I can't imagine what my blues song would, would, would sound like. Uh, I woke up this morning an hour too early. And now I got the bathroom too early morning blues, but uh, it, it, it was not going to sell copies. You know? I open up the fridge. And the date on the milk was today, and I don't know if it was too late or if I should drink it or not drink it, so I don't know if I need to buy more milk blues. You know, it's not there. I do know that some of you have stories where you have been hurt where you've been robbed, lied to, cheated on, violated, falsely accused, where there is a person or people out there that has truly done you wrong. So there may be more qualified people in this room who could give a better sermon on forgiveness. On the flip side, as far as I know, I haven't truly messed over anyone to the point of, of, of lifelong uh, wrath and scorn. I've made mistakes, but I, just ha- I haven't ruined anybody's life yet. Granted, I still got a few years left, uh, and we're getting to the teenage years with the kids, so yeah, it's, it'll, it'll happen. But I have lost a friendship or two over, over my mistakes. I remember guest preaching for a friend on a Saturday night service. He called and says, hey, can you preach for me this Saturday at my church, different church? I said, yeah, I can pull that off. And uh, uh, so I, 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 it was a nice service, Saturday night service, a uh, good crowd. And at the end, I, I said something like, ask, ask Pastor uh, Stan how his date went. Because that's where he was. He was on another date. And apparently he told them that he was at a conference or something which is why they had a guest preacher. They caught him in a lie, 
and he caught a lot of flack. I should have just kept my big mouth shut. That's where I get into problems. I, try, I say something just, just to try to put a little bit of humor in there, and sometimes it comes back and bites you, doesn't it? Do you ever have those moments where you wish you could replay a conversation, have a do-over for an evening, stop yourself from messing up, or causing someone true injury or true harm? Some of us rehash years later. You know, that's well, what's, what's, what's the big fancy word for thinking about things in the past that you're always upset about it? Uh, uh, regret. Some of us got regrets, some bigger than others. I, I love the etymology of the word regret. I did this at Bible study about a month ago. Uh, re, re means to, to do again, right? It, it occurs again. Uh, Gret, old, old English uh, and part of old French as well in German. Uh, the French have it to weep, to weep again. The Germans go a little darker. It's to, uh, those, those things that are dead, something that should stay dead. If you have regret, you're digging it back up again and trying to put more life into it, something that should just stay buried. Now, I've worked a lot of cemeteries in my day. My family took care of one. You don't want to dig what's underneath there. <laughs> Just let it be. But I know that some of you have stories where you have hurt others. Maybe by accident. Maybe on purpose. Where there's a person or people out there that you have truly done wrong. So there may be more qualified folk in this room who could share about the need to Get forgiveness. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, he shared a few words that were picked up by the gospel writers. And as they gambled for their clothes at the base of the cross, he asked for God to forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here's where we are in the story. Peter and the other disciples, save John, already left. Peter already denied him, Judas already betrayed him. Two criminals hanging on each side, both throwing their taunts at him. But after a while, it just kind of calms down. And a lot of people go home. Some people stay. And, and the criminals, just they, they just got to get on their business of, of just die already. The soldiers who lifted the bodies nailed them in and now sat and they waited bored, ready for this day to be over. And they rolled dice to see who would get the clothes of the executed. They were doing what they got paid to do. Just, just following orders. And in response to all that has happened, Jesus speaks words that, are, that strangely carry no anger, no call for revenge, no, nor a final blessing to, to his followers, just the words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That is forgiveness that I do not know I could give. It is a good thing I am not Jesus. And I pray that I am never tested like that. But that is why these stories are important, and that is why we share them on a Sunday morning, so we can have those life lessons. Forgiveness is good. Not for the, the ones who receive it, but it's good for you. Lent is a time to examine our lives, our character, our personalities. Can we have a love like that? Lord, I am but a humble sinner. I don't have great sins, but sins enough that I need your forgiveness to make right what was wrong. If we don't seek or give forgiveness, then we meet and we carry the dead with us digging up stuff that I should have been buried a long time ago. And so I think back to Officer Fujito, who as far as we know has been the only enemy person to drop a bomb on U.S. mainland in an act of war. What happened to him, I hear you ask? So after the war, he started a hardware store, never told his family about any of his adventures, but the war never left him as often does to soldiers, doesn't it? In the early 60s, 
He wanted to make things right. Again, from the New York Times. A quiet, humble man who in his later years was ashamed of his air raids on the U.S. Mr. Fujita eventually forged a remarkable bond of friendship with the peoples of Brookings, the small logging town surrounded by the forests he had bombed. On his first post-war visit to Brookings in 1962, Mr. Fujita carried with him a 400-year-old samurai sword that had been uh, that had been handed down generation after generation uh, through his family, and he presented the sword, which he carried with him on these raids, uh, to Brookings as a symbol of his regret. Presented it to the town. It's still in Brookings. Truth is, he had been very anxious before that visit, thinking that the Oregonians would be angry at him for the bombing. So he decided to carry the sword so if necessary, if the mayor did not accept his apology, he would end his own life in, in the style that the sword suggested. He was welcomed with open arms. Mr. Fujita began a metamorphosis from an enemy bomber to an honorary citizen. He gave $1,000 to the local library that shared books about Japan in the hopes that a war would never begin again between the two countries. Said the mayor, he was always very humble and of always promoting the idea of peace between the United States and Japan. In Brookings, churches and businesses contributed $3,000 to pay for his next trip. And when he could afford to, he responded by paying for several local people to visit him back in Japan. He made three more trips to Brookings over the years, and he planted trees in the places where he dropped the bombs, taking part in a 1994 ceremony to dedicate a state historical marker near the site. And when he passed away in 1997, his ashes were scattered around the trees he planted. Forgiveness asked, forgiveness given. I have seen the power of regret And it is real, and it is powerful. But I have also seen the power of forgiveness, given and received, and it is real, and it is more powerful. If you need forgiveness today, seek it out. If you need to offer forgiveness, think about it, pray about it. You are meeting the dead over and over again. And in the end, may we have enough strength and fortitude to ask, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive me. I know not what I do. May you find and give the power of forgiveness this Lenten season. And the family of God said, Amen. For the online guests, now is the time to find your elements. After the, during the Passover meal, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, broke, and shared among his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body shed for you. And after the meal, he poured out the fruit of the vine, and he said, take and drink, all of you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. And he shared with his disciples. In the Methodist church, there are no rules about who can or cannot take communion. If you are in this room and you desire to be with the Savior for a moment, you are welcome at this table. We will come down the, the, the middle aisles here. Uh, there will be two stations where you can take, take a piece of bread, take a cup of juice, partake. In the corners, you will find a place to deposit the, uh, the plastic uh, disposables. Uh, we do have a gluten-free option. It is in the red basket. It'll be on this side over here. So if that is a need, please, please make sure that happens. Uh, the choir will be served as well. 
and there'll be someone walking around the sanctuary. Uh, If you don't feel comfortable uh, walking on up, someone will come to you. The table is set. Please come forward. A word of thanks to those who participate in the giving to this church. You make this place happen. Not only this place, but its ministries and its love and its work in the world. Thank you.
Thank you, Jenna. Please stand for our doxology. Son teaches all we need to know to claim the life you've hoped for us. We bring you our gifts, which are the result of your blessings. Help us to remember those who Jesus called truly blessed. We pray in the name of our teacher and Savior. Amen. Let's remain standing for our closing hymn, Standing in the Need of Prayer. preacher stands in the need of prayer as well. Uh, question, March birthdays. Who are the March birthdays out there? There is a special table for you uh, next door at, the, at our coffee hour. We pray that you join us. If this is your first time here, coffee hour? Yes, uh, world famous coffee hour. Just right right across the alley into the uh, FLC that's being uh, constructed at, at the uh, right now. So you'll see uh, what's going on. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that as we walk through the season of Lent, may God's blessings go with you all. Amen. Amen.